Hello, and welcome back to another episode of I Speak Human. I'm your host, Victoria Greer-Stevens, and I'm really excited to show you guys today's episode. But before we get into that, I just want to say thank you guys so much for the downloads and the support and the subscribing and the sharing of the podcast on social media. It has made the podcast analytics jump through the roof and I have more downloads per day now than ever. And that's really thanks to you guys because you've just been so kind and sharing content and feeling and getting back to me and giving me feedback on things that you've loved and things that have helped you, which has been so inspiring and motivating for me to continue this podcast. I'm going to keep this short and sweet today because our episode is pretty lengthy and I'm excited for you to get into it and hear more from Kristen. Kristen is a human design reader. She's a coach and she's also a fellow podcast host. Kristen hosts the podcast, The Modern Bohemian, which I will soon be a guest on. You can check that out. That'll be linked in the show notes below. And what we're aiming to do in this podcast, this is hopefully going to turn into a series. We've only recorded one episode, but we're hoping to make it about a four-part series diving into human design and unpacking your chart because human design was actually the first modality that I discovered, and it was so helpful to me. I actually discovered it before discovering astrology, and the little bit that I learned about it was so helpful, and recently I've had a renaissance love affair with it, and so I just really wanted to jump in with a design reader and help teach a little bit. And so Kristen's definitely leading this one, but I add in the little bit I know, and then also will ask questions that I'm confused about that other people have asked me that I didn't have the answer for. So I'm definitely in a student role in these episodes, but um, I'm really excited for you guys to hear from Kristen. Kristen is a Scorpio sun and she's a generator. I think she's a 5-1 generator and we go more into that in the episode. She's lovely. She um, Actually, we connected because she was a listener of the generator podcast. Um, she had an astrology reading with me. And then I have gone back and had a human design reading with her once she got certified and we've just connected and really enjoy each other's energy. And I really love co-hosting. So it's kind of fun to get to do that again and have someone that I'm bouncing off of like I used to with Laura. So this was really fun for me. And Kristen's also a generator. So she has this bubbly, beautiful life force. Um, I do want to sneak in a little tarot reading for you guys. Before I jumped on here to record this intro, I did a draw, a really short three-card draw for you all, and I wanted to share a little bit about that. So I'm recording this actually the day before this episode's released, so I'm recording this on December 17th, and a lot of astrology has been going on. Saturn's moved into Aquarius, which uh, marks the end of my Saturn return. And guys, I am not exaggerating when I say I felt that shift so dramatically yesterday. I woke up with the weight of the world on my chest. And by the end of the day, I was just so grateful for my life. And I just felt this heaviness come off of me. And all of a sudden, I was like, I have joy again. And I've really been struggling with depressions. It's been like a slow depression over the past three years. And I'm a really optimistic person. So it's taken a lot to get me down. But 
even just this past week, I've really noticed how much this the past three years have affected me. So I'm really grateful for them. I love my life and what's happened, but it's been a lot of pain to get me where I am. And I feel like I'm now in alignment. And yes, there's things I'm going to clear. There's things I'm going to grow into. I just got a message right before I got on here about food and what I'm eating and what I'm putting into my body. And uh, I'm going to keep that private for now because I'm still going to go on that journey of, but I'll share it more later as I navigate that. But just getting some downloads about ways that I can alter my diet a bit um, and help get more energy flowing through. But anyway, let's jump into this tarot reading. So for the past card, I got the six of wands. So I did a past, present, future card. Past, I got the six of wands. Then for present, I drew the three of wands. And then for future, I drew the three of coins. And these cards just all jumped out at me at one time. And it's a really interesting draw. The The six of wands is about hope and motivation, which I don't think that a lot of us would describe our past or our recent past. But I, you know, if you look to, if you really dive into this card, it it's also a lot about victory. Um, and it's a turning, it's really a turning point. So, you know, even in past, like recent past, I look at the election of this like turning point. Um, and it's, it's actually, it's interesting. It's, when I, I read in a book, when I was looking into this card, a hero who has been crowned in victory, but has yet to see his destination. Optimism produces the very success and desires it expects. So really interesting to me, if you think about that in, the, in terms of the U.S. presidential election, that there's somebody's, you know, Biden's won, but he's still not in the White House yet. So I thought that was such an interesting draw. Um, and there, there, that was a turning point in a lot of ways, you know, wherever you stand politically, that was a turning point. And that, um, was a shifting place where society is changing direction and changing course and we're becoming aware and we're shifting and we're moving. The present is the three of wands that's focused effort and it's this concept. So this is kind of where we are now of like pushing outward and then pulling inward and going back and forth between putting effort in the external world and then also making sure we're staying connected to that internal, that internal place, which I think is really a nod to the Sagittarius Gemini eclipse axes that we've been moving through the past couple of weeks because Sagittarius is what's out there, what's beyond um, the big, the macro, while Gemini is what's in, what's small, what's the details of what's going on. And so I think we're playing that dance right now, even in our own lives of like the big picture and the small picture and the big, you know, and even looking at COVID of like the big picture of like, you know, do we, do we see our families? Uh, I mean, do we, or the, I guess the micro of like how we're connecting to our families, our neighbors, you know, and how is that affecting the macro? How is that affecting nations? How is that affecting the entire world? And and so I think we're just seeing how our day-to-day actions are impacting the world. Again, like however you feel about COVID and your beliefs and stance on that, because that, and you know, oddly enough, has turned into this political thing. 
and where we stand on it, where we believe about it. But if we just look at like, it is interesting to see how earth or things done in the macro affecting our daily life, like things done on a big scale and how that's affecting, you know, going to the grocery store and doing very Gemini things, you know, the big, the the fill the overall world global is affecting what we do at the grocery store. And that's a that's an interesting place to be in. I'm just it's just it's just interesting. And so I think that's, you know, speaks to that of but what also the three of wands is we need to keep a grasp on what we've already accomplished and build on that. So personally, so I'm talking about these on a macro scale, you know, I'm talking about the presidential election, I'm talking about COVID, but even, but this is also, you know, as, as within, so without, as without, so within. So whatever's happening externally is also happening internally. It is happening in your homes. It is happening in your relationship. So I want to speak to both. So the six of wands, you know, a lot of us have, I know for me personally, I have seen turning points in my life where, you know, we moved recently, we've changed and shifted, you know, in what we're doing for a living recently and just making this choice to turn, me and my partner both. And for me personally, just even making a choice of like the turning point of like my Saturn return, it feels like this really strong turning point of you know, my adulthood, and he's actually just started his Saturn return. So it's, that's an interesting, you know, feeling that shift. And I mean, I feel a lot of hope and optimism for both of us right now, for me personally. And the present I am, I am really looking at like, pushing my energy outward, and then making sure I'm going in, like making sure I'm putting content out every week, making sure I'm connecting to you guys, because that's, what I love doing, I love, this is what I want to be my full-time career is this. So, wow, I don't know if I ever said that out loud. Yeah, this is what I want to be my full-time career is teaching and reading charts and maybe doing tarot and other things, I'm sure, too. Just, you know, writing books, uh, potentially um, creating content courses around astrology, but also all spirituality and also creativity and branding and yeah, so this is what I'm wanting to be my full-time job. And I think even just turning, you know, but making sure that I have this good balance of put out, you know, what I'm putting out and what I'm looking at internally. And that's difficult for me because I I see, I have a lot I could put out, but it does take a lot for me internally as I do that. So just making sure that I'm taking time to give to myself continuously. Um, and then finally... For the future, uh, the three of coins, and this is expertise united. It's also some known is also known as the craftsman card. It's coming together of the elements, and boy, do I love that because it's it's this coming to. I think a lot of us, especially. I don't even know if my generation, I think a lot of people right now in general are just living this very hybrid life of um, multiple hats. They wear multiple hats. They're business women. They're, they might be an entrepreneur and a teacher and to this and to that and a, you know, a creative and a, all these different things and somehow blending a healer um, and then somehow all blending them into one. And I think that we're, a lot of us are, 
are stepping more into that and taking ourselves out of this box of we have to be one thing fully and only, um, but realizing that our hats can change. But I think, you know, there is something to be said for craftsmanship. There's something to be said to putting time and excellence towards something consistently over time. And, you know, in this age of the multi-hyphen or the hyphen, I don't know, there's like a term for it. I can't think of what it is right now, but where you are so many things, you're, um, you know, I'm a healer and a teacher and an astrologer and a creative and, um, a psychic and a channel and so many other things and an artist and a painter and a musician, um, and a designer and a businesswoman and all these things. Um, but in the midst of all that, having putting effort and time towards a craft and putting time into mastering something does reap benefits. So I think that's what, you know, keep, we have to keep doing what we're doing, but maybe with a different, a different sense of optimism and this will pay off this. And, but also being aware of that equal inward outward, like, are you giving out too much? Are you pushing too hard? Because that's what the present is. That's what we're learning right now. And I think that's part of mastery is going to become the awareness of what is balance for us of equal give and take. And yeah, I'm just having a moment right now of gratitude and just seeing like where I am in my life and what's happening and who I'm with and what I do. And I'm extremely grateful. And so anyway, <laughs> could get into a whole, it's Sag season, guys. What can I say? <laughs> Venus just went into Sag. It's my moon. <laughs> I'm going to be really optimistic for the rest of this month, for sure. Um, Calf, sun's going to go into Capricorn. I'm going to be really optimistic and also no bullshit, taking no pity. I don't know, or taking no shit. I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoy this episode with Kristen Sigmund. Please like, uh, or God, Jesus. Well, you can like Jesus. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Follow the podcast on social media at I Speak Human Podcast. And follow me, my personal Instagram at Victoria G. Stevens, Stevens spelled with a P-H-S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S. And all of that info, as well as how to book a reading with me, is in my show notes. I just did a chart your course um, reading this morning, and I have to say, it was really insightful. Um, it was a little, it's interesting. There, It's actually a little uncomfortable to look at your year ahead because we have our ego that wants one thing and then the stars say something else and our intuition generally lines up more with the stars. Um, that's a that's a hard one for our ego to swallow. And I know that I was reading for a client this morning and her chart is, her wheel is similar to mine. So I noticed for me, I was feeling a lot of like ego come up of even my timeline of when I think things should be getting done because her chart's so similar to mine and as, as far as like what houses things are in. So like Saturn is now entered Aquarius in both of our seventh houses. Anyway, so 
that's how I was personally feeling. Um, it's just kind of this ego push of when I want to get things done versus, um, yeah, versus the timeline of when is actually going to be in flow with the energy. But the energy right now, I feel like for me and for a lot of us is to dream, is to plan, is to gain vision. So I want to go ahead and extend uh the chart your course discount to my listeners for I speak human as well. So if you go to the link in the show notes, you can book a reading, uh, chart your course, and we're going to go over, we're going to kind of go generally go over the next year. And then we're going to go over maybe the first four months of 2021. I know that might not sound like okay, well, you're not doing the whole year. Four months is a lot. And it's really overwhelming even to break time down into those increments because energy is moving so fast and so rampant. Looking at four months of your life at a time is actually a lot. Um, But we do kind of get a vision and an overview for the year. But it's a really great way, I think, to start 2021 because right now energy is going to shift as soon as we get into 2021. So even just how to prepare for that, it's really important to know that and can set your can really set you up one way or the other for next year. Um, so let's go ahead and do that. Let's set ourselves up well so we know what we can be doing now. You know, I know a lot of our Christmases are kind of fucking weird this year. I know that's hard, and uh, I know ours is going to be a lot different. And we're trying to find some new traditions. You know, we talked today about maybe we can, you know, really – be intentional about reaching out to our friends and family and celebrating and doing things special for them. Um, yeah, and we haven't decided what that's going to be yet, but we, we're we just trying to be aware of that, of like, you know, even though Christmas isn't the same this year, we can still spread the Christmas spirit. And I'm such a Christmas person. I'm born so close to Christmas. I feel like I just basically came out as a Christmas tree. So I love Christmas so much. Um, I think it's such a beautiful energy. So I'm like, could cry just thinking about it anyway. Um, but this is kind of a funky time and, um, you know, you can really use this time to get yourself set up really great for next year. So I'm actually, I'm going to clear my schedule today on acuity and I'm going to be taking clients all through the holidays. So I might even open some time up on Christmas May not do it on Christmas Eve, but definitely all around that time. So 26th, 27th, 28th, you know, New Year's, New Year's Day, all the way leading up. My schedule generally is pretty closed because I teach at the evening. So I only really do, you know, five readings a week um, right now. I'm about, I'm about to open it up so that, um, you know, I'll be doing more like five readings a day. So really great time to get in there. Use the code 2021 and get $50 off your reading. Um, normally this reading is $147, but it is just $97 through the month of December. So go ahead and get on on that. And it's, yeah, it's, it's really powerful. Um, I'm still like feeling the energy from the reading I did this morning. Um, anyway, Thank you guys so, so, so much um, for listening. And I hope you enjoy today's episode. Um, Go ahead and get your human design chart. Uh, There's a link for how you can download it uh, in the show notes. You're going to want that handy as we go over um, some different parts of the human design chart. I hope you guys have a fantastic Friday and weekend. And 
Yeah, let me know what you think of today's episode. And if you have any human design questions, please send them to me on Instagram. Um, I'd love to hear them. Have a fantastic day. Welcome to I Speak Human, a podcast about navigating the human experience by way of the stars. I'm your host, intuitive astrologer, Akashic record reader, and fellow human, Victoria Greer Stevens. Join me each week as we look to the stars to answer life's big questions. Who are we? Where are we going? And why are we here? This is I Speak Human. Go ahead and close your eyes and take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. Do that two more times. Deep breath in into the nose and out through the mouth. And this time, let's make it almost audible, the out breathing in through the nose. breathing out and imagine a light coming in from the top of your head and bringing in pure loving light force energy through your body down your arms and your hips through your feet connecting you all the way through creating roots that break through the earth's surface And they go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into the earth's core. As those roots attached to us go into the crystal in the center of the earth, bringing up stability and security and safety. And any places of tension you're holding in your body, we're going to just let those go now. Sending love and compassion to every area of your body. Any areas that are holding excess tension, just let those go out of your feet now or your hands or wherever they're wanting to come out. Mine are wanting to come out through my feet and pointing my toes as the energies moving through my body. And one last time, let's take a deep inhale, and I'm going to bring my hands over my head in a prayer position and have them come in front of me, clearing my chakra line. I'm going to do that a few more times. Mm-hmm. I'll have to. Last time, I'm going to do it, bring all the way up, and then I'll clear that line fully. And welcome to today. (laughs) I was like, I might leave that. That's kind of nice. That feels nice. Maybe people will like having a little energy release. Oh, yeah. I love it. Okay. Well, we're going to get into things. (laughs) 
Yay. Welcome. This is the first ever thing I've recorded for this new podcast, which is I Speak Human. So Yay. thank you so much, Kristen, for being on <laughs> and course. doing this collaboration with me. I'm so excited. This is amazing. I'm so excited. So first, before we get going into the human design, because we're going to make this very heavy teacher. So teachery episode. So we may end up going back and doing like an interview with you later, but for now we're going and <laughs> diving into the teachery part. But yes. just for everyone listening, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, and why we're doing what we're doing? <laughs> yes. I love this. My name is Kristen Sigmund. Um, I moved around a lot growing up, but I currently am in Texas, question mark. Corona kind of changed things for me. Um, I'm a human design reader and coach. So I do readings as well as coaching sessions to kind of help that information sink in and really become a part of your lifestyle. And it's so fun for me to just speak into people all the good things that they are and all the potential that they have and then watch them like run with it and really become their full selves. I love that. Okay. So you're a coach and a reader. What's the difference? Yes. Like when you're doing a coaching session versus when you're, cause I had a reading, right? Yes. You had a reading. I had a reading. Loved that. So um, what's the difference between the two? Yeah. I always, I kind of sprinkle in some coaching during my readings, but a reading is basically just going over your chart because it's so much information and all of my readings come with like a eight to 10 page printout. So you get all the details, all of your gates, channels, all the nitty gritties. Um, so you need a whole Which session. Can I just say that's <laughs> the best, like I've referred back to it so many times. I'm like, Good. Oh, God, great. So it really is this super helpful resource because you think when you have a reading, first of all, my reading was amazing and I loved it. And you guys should all Yay. go book your reading oh, it was so with fun. Kristen. And if you don't <laughs> at this point, if you're like, no, I'm not going to book a reading right now, you will want to by the end of this episode. <laughs> but yeah, so having that, I've never had, I've done so many readings of different types. I've never had mm. anybody send me a written out thing of everything. And it was so helpful to have all that as all of references. Sorry, I interrupted you, but no, just please. wanted to point that out that that's such a huge value that you've taken the time to do that and organize and, and it's yours. It's not, yeah. and it's really easy to understand. And good. it sounds like what you talked about in the session. Mm. So it's a good reference point rather than this being like, brand new words and brand yes. new things. Like it's more like these are notes that we went over. So it's super helpful because I'm like trying to tell my partner or my friend like, oh yeah. And then they, she said this about me and I was like, I don't know why though, but then I can go <laughs> looking back at that paper and I'm like, this is why it's because of my throat or this. So yes, yeah. perfect. It's fabulous. I'm so glad you've been referencing it and it's easy to understand. Actually creating all of that really helped it sink into me because it's so much information and when I did my training, I was like, what? I had to like let it sit for a while. And anyway, um, yeah. And it also kind of takes the pressure off of sessions because I don't feel like I have to explain every single last detail and I can make it a little bit more tailored to like what you might need in the moment and have a little bit more flow. Yes. So, so tell us what got you into human design? Like what yes. was the thing? Yeah, a friend of mine, I guess it's been about two years since I even heard of it. Um, she was getting really into it. She's a wonderful projector, and that really changed how she approached her work, which we'll talk about. 
And I was so interested. And then I looked up my type and I was like, wow. And I just, so I'm a generator. And so I started following my strategy, which is just simply to respond and to pay attention to what lights me up. Mm -hmm. And I started noticing so much more flow in my life. And I was actually getting to do more of what I wanted to do and more of what I wanted was coming to me. So just the simple, that simple information was like, okay, I'm intrigued. And, and then I was, and this was by knowing your type, right? Yeah, just type okay. and strategy. Type and strategy, which we're going over today. So that's yeah, perfect. perfect. Yeah, well, and that was something because I've started reading. It's not by Raw Ruhu. It's well, I don't know. I'll <laughs> just show you what it is. It's scary. You, you've gone in the not rabbit really. hole. This is amazing. Yes. <gasps> Ooh. So it's the definition. No, the definitive book of human design, the science of differentiation. And I guess it's by like his protege that took over the Human Design Institute, but it's in like conjunction with him, with Ra Ruhu. Okay. So anyway, I can't remember why I even brought that up, but yay. Yeah, look at my new book. It's so scary and big and overwhelming. And I actually hope I keep reading it. But I can't remember why I brought that up at all. But point being, awesome. we're so stoked to have you on. <laughs> and I'm Yay! really excited to get into it. So, so you got really into, oh, your projector friend. Yeah, I love that. Projectors are the best, aren't they? They really are. I love we're, them so much. We're going to have my projector friend on <gasps> here at the, towards the Amazing. end. And he's fabulous. He's been my roommate for, he was my roommate for 10 years. <gasps> we we're friends in college. We lived together. Or he wasn't my roommate for 10 years, but off and on for 10 years. Amazing. And he's been my buddy and he's a projector yes. and he's so in human design now. Like wow. I got into it and then I started getting into astrology. Yes. And then that was kind of, I feel like where I left off on my like deep dive of human design, but he is just fascinated. So he's the one that like, I feel like keeps pulling me back into it. And I feel like projectors really benefit from human design, like oh, almost totally. maybe projectors and reflectors more than like any other type. Totally. I would say that too. And manifestors, that's been a surprising one. Yeah, I can see well. that. Okay, mm -hmm. so we're talking about all these things. We haven't explained any of them. <laughs> I know, so we're going to so back up the bus, back up the bus. So <laughs> what we're going to do, and I'm going to explain it a little bit in the intro so that I'm not going to dish out what exactly we're doing here because I've already said it if you guys listen to the intro. But what we're going to do is we're going to dive really deep into human design. And Kristen is going to lead us through it. And I'm a manifesting generator, which you'll learn more about later. And we just love to learn all the things. So for me, and I have like open centers up at the top. So for me, this is just like <laughs> crack. Okay. Like, I don't know if I should be on a spiritual podcast talking about crack, but this is spiritual <laughs> crack for me. Okay. I love it. Like all the glitter dollar bills. Um, yes. Wow. This just got so intense. It's like, what kind of podcast is this going to be? Well, they, these bitches know right now. What oh, kind they of know. Podcast. It's going to be so real. Um, okay. So, but we're going to dive deep. And today we're going to talk about the types. We're going to talk about the authorities and we're going to talk about the strategies. But what I would love to do before is for you to give like, give us like a three to five minute explanation of what human design is and maybe where people can go pull up their charts so that they can follow along while we're chatting. Totally. Yeah. So human design, it's so interesting. Um, it has kind of mysterious origins. It was channeled to Ra Uruhu in the 80s. He had like a week-long experience where all of this information was just downloaded to him. And it's that's like crazy to me to think about because it's so beyond detailed. Um, but it's a compilation of the chakras, the tree of life from Jewish mysticism, the I Ching, which I know you're into, Victoria, 
and obviously astrology you're into. And um, yeah, so the, there's seven chakras, but there's actually nine energy centers in human design. They've added one for the emotions, which is the solar plexus. And then the G center is kind of like your identity, life direction, love, that kind of thing. Um, and then, yeah, anyone can go get their chart for free either at jovianarchive.com or Jenna Zoe, who I was trained by, um, myhumandesign.com is her new revamped website. Just click get your chart and she's got some little fun extras like your strongest sense, your ideal environment, your digestion, these really cool details that she's pulled out as well. So Which that's who I got into human design through was Jenna. And I just think she's fabulous. She is so fab. She has the most beautiful accent. So I'm like, you could listen to her speak. And she's a projector, right? Yes. Casually fabulous in Monaco, I think. (laughs) Oh my gosh. She's so go listen to, and we're going to talk about the types and the strategies and the authorities today, but we're going to. But she has so many episodes and so many different podcasts talking about that. So we are going to get into that today. But we want to really make sure that we're going into gates and the energy centers like later on because there's so much content, I think, about the types and even the authorities and strategies, less so the authorities and strategies. But there's definitely a lot about the types. So if you're like really loving this and waiting for the next episode, go look up Jenna Zoe. So is it Zoe or Zoe? It's Zoe. Z- Zoe. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's Z-O-E, right? Yes. It's just, she's just so fabulous. I'm just she's like, so fabulous. She's great. Um, Goals. So yeah, I know <laughs> goals. So, oh, I did want to ask. So you're a generator. What's your profile? Yeah. Five one. You're a 5-1. And then what is your sun, moon, and rising? (gasps) Yes. Ooh. Okay. See, astrology is where I fall off the wagon a little. But I am a Scorpio, Gemini moon. My rising is Libra. I just looked at my little note. (laughs) I was actually going to pull it up because I've done – That's how your chart. So I know. I was like – Oh, I probably still have it, which I do, but you know yours. So you said you're a Libra rising, you're a Gemini moon and a Scorpio sun. Yeah. Does that make sense? People are surprised by Scorpio. No, that it, well, you have a lot of depth. Like Mm -hmm. there's a lot in that intensity of diving in and like learning about a subject like you've done with human design. That's a very Scorpio thing. Um, in fact, um, do I not have your, oh no, I don't have your chart anymore. I was going to glance at it, but anyway, I'm sure we'll do that on another episode. Oh yeah. So, we got to dive in. Your, yeah, your totally makes sense to me because Scorpios are so intense with what they want to know. And then <laughs> Gemini moon is like, give me all the information, all the information. Ooh. And Libra also, it's an air sign. So it also really, really loves like learning. I would say if you didn't have that Scorpio intensity, I don't know if you'd be able to stay on the subject of human design as well. Interesting. Scorpio gives you, because it's a fixed sign, it gives you a little bit of staying power. So you can really stay in one place versus like Gemini is mutable. So Gemini, my partner is a Gemini and they just love, I mean, he can just get lost looking at like research on his phone. Wow. And then Libras are very, they're similar, but they're a bit more like initiative with it. So they're okay. a bit more like, I have this idea and I want to go learn more about it, but they don't generally float as much. But 
it's definitely ideas and thinking so that's very cool I'm excited and it's almost Scorpio season so it's for season right now Ooh, no wonder I feel so good in the fall all of your energy yeah it's actually (laughs) really great energy for you (laughs) so let's go ahead and dive straight into the types let's do it I'm pulling up my little notes here just so I hit them all Yeah. yeah Let's start with manifestors, and we'll just go down the list. You're familiar with manifestors. I am. My (laughs) partner's a manifestor. He's a manifestory manifestor. Yes. Wow. So cool. They can really get some shit done when they are, you know, when they're right in their flow. And it's and yeah, when he's in his flow, do, do not stop him. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. That's what it is. So they are the starters, initiators, trailblazers. They are here to have uninterrupted spurts of creativity, whatever that looks like for them. So when they get that internal urge, they just want to go and they don't want to be slowed down by anyone. They're the fastest of all the types, which is why their strategy, which is to inform, is kind of challenging for them because they don't want to be slowed down by having to tell anyone what they're doing or why or whatever. Um, But yeah, those internal urges are really unique because they are the only type that's like internally motivated. They Mm -hmm. get that internal thing that they respond to in the external world. The other types have to wait on external things to respond to. So their strategy is to inform. Um, A way that they can kind of keep people on board is to inform. And it's not asking permission. It's just telling. It's like, I'm going to go to the store right now. I'm going to go look for a car. I'm going to do this. I'm going to take off work on Friday. Like standing in your worth and in your power because manifestors growing up were often told no and that made them not want to tell anyone what they're doing so they can kind of go off in the corner and do what they want to do. The common thing for manifestors is that they shrink more into people pleasing and they Whoa. they just yeah they make themselves small which is so ironic cuz they have the biggest aura of all the types mm. so they when they're in their power they can walk into a room and people sense a shift that you know a very powerful leader kind of just walked in and they spend their lives kind of apologizing and i love the example of they're supposed to be like a train conductor and say hey i'm driving this train at 10 a.m. monday morning Who's with me? And then the right people are getting on. The right people aren't. And instead, they kind of spend their time on the train platform like, hey, where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? And they're just – they're becoming really ineffective because everyone's going to have a different answer. And they're not actually going to get to do what they feel they want to do. And I think manifestors a lot of times do come off as assholes or they can't. They do. so what is that about? Because like I know isn't Trump a manifester? Yes, actually, like the he's example. An okay, I've gotten mixed things on that. So he's okay. a manifesting generator. Yeah. Okay. I've, he okay. has very strong manifester energy, though. Very um, strong. The chart I saw was MG. I'm there might okay. be conflicting, but yeah, he's kind of an example of like a, a manifester energy that does not care. <laughs> okay, so, so maybe not informing. <laughs> not informing in a also kind not way. waiting to respond if he's an MG. Totally. So, what is a strategy? Because yes, what it so we're talking so their strategy is to inform. What is a strategy? Yes. Great question. Basically, 
If you know your type and your strategy, that is 70% of human design and everything else will fall into place when you really get those down. The strategy is just your unique way of using your energy. So I'm also was going to add in like the not self theme, which is a nice way of knowing when you're not using your strategy and your type correctly. Mm -hmm. So for manifestors, it's anger. When they're feeling that anger, that frustration, that energy that wants to move forward that's not when they're wanting to go somewhere and it's not happening, they're not informing. They're not asserting their authority in a kind way and saying, this is where I'm going. This is what I'm doing, including people, especially if they're like running a team. That lack of communication can be really disorienting for usually the generators who are working for them and have like a disconnect in the flow, which is frustrating to them. So it's like, okay, but if you inform you are helping that flow actually happen more, even though you think it's slowing you down. Did that answer Right, your because question? you're getting the gener- – yeah, no, it totally does because it's getting the generators on board, right? Yeah, totally. Or whoever. Well, I feel – right. So – and and the, but the gener- – right, and we'll get into generators. It makes yes. sense why you use that as an example because of other things I know about generators. Yes. Um, because they're the worker bees, right? Or exactly. they say that a lot. Right. Totally. So we need to get the generators on board and oh, yeah. get them going or else everything's not going to get done. Yes. You need the generators, the life and force. I, and, and manifestors can't do it all themselves, right? They can't. So while they do have that those really fast flows, they really need to rest after. And that's something that isn't talked about a lot. They have mm-hmm. like an on-off kind of energy. So once they're done with that flow, they want to keep going like a generator and then they'll burn out. But they really need to stop and they need a rest. And then that like cycle allows for the new urges to come through and then they act on the next one. So they're waiting on the urges. That's yeah. what they're waiting on. Totally. Okay. So what is an ur- – and I may be diving like really deep into this, but I feel like a lot of times like this information gets said and I'm like, but what is that – like what do these words mean? Because exactly. we think we know what they mean, but I'm like, okay, so when they're feeling an urge, what's yes. an urge? I know. It's such a funny word. Um, so the way you know it's a true urge is that it will come to you out of nowhere and it's just like mm. this really strong gut knowing um, that you need to do something or you want to go somewhere. Um, The difference between that and just like some other kind of fleeting thought is if you can trace back where it came from or why it came or I want to make a lot of money, therefore I should do this, should, 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 that's not an urge. An urge is kind of like, I don't know why I feel like calling this person or going to this place or starting this thing, but I'm going to do it. And usually the manifestors know exactly what I mean when I say that, which is like, cool, because I don't know what that feels like. (laughs) I actually know what that feels like a little bit because I have that manifestor energy because I'm a manifesting generator. So I know what you're talking about. I think for me, I get a little confused because I also have that emotional authority. And so the emo, so I have to, I'm a, I can't react as much when I get the urges. But when they're small, sometimes I practice and let myself like, yeah. but even like recording this four part thing with you, I thought about it. And then I was like, I'm going to wait 
because I tend to get, and because I've been listening to a lot of human design podcasts and I was like, I tend to get, and I could, so I did what you said. I traced it back to where it came from, but then I still was excited about it. And so I was like, okay, like two or three days later. And I was like, I think this is an urge I should manifest and act on. So that's perfect. Okay. So I get that. And I bet a manifester even more so would get that. So the shoulds probably come in and then they decide how they should do it. Or mm-hmm. the shoulds come in of, oh, I shouldn't do that. I yes. shouldn't go look at this thing because I haven't finished this project. Exactly. I shouldn't. But Just it doesn't do it. – they're not logical. And it makes right. sense why there's hesitation of like, well, I shouldn't start a new book if I haven't finished this book. I shouldn't – you know, all those totally. types of things. Anyway, so that's that's what you mean by urge mm-hmm. and their strategy. So your strategy, define strategy. So strategy is like the way you get through life. Yes. Effectively. Yeah. If you come to a crossroads and you're like, I don't know what to do, go to your strategy and do that. Which is to inform. So a manifester, let's walk. So let's walk through a situation. I all of a sudden am like, okay, I want this. I have an urge. Mm -hmm. I want to move to California. Yeah. Um, The strategy to that, but I don't know what to do. So what would the strategy be? Totally. Um, For a manifester, likely that would come and happen very quickly. So telling people in their lives, even if it's still a thought, like I'm thinking about moving to California, Um, except it's less of an asking and more just of a telling. So I think they would know internally if that is aligned for them and they would just kind of tell. Okay. And they would go. It's very fast for them. Yeah. I like it. And if they don't, so let's say they say that and it doesn't, and they're not feeling that urge yet. They've had yes. the thought, and maybe they've had the urge, but they don't, they don't feel the urge to actually follow through with it. They just are like, California, nice. Like, can they <laughs> inform and then wait for another urge? Or what does that look like? Yeah. I, I think that's kind of where I see that energy getting miscombobulated. Because like, I have an urge, but like, I don't have the urge to follow it through to completion. Right. Then I would say, write them down. Like, write down all the things you think are urges. And especially for people just finding out their manifestors, like, this will be a practice. Write them down because you'll have your own internal process and you'll know. So if you write down, move to California, and then the week later, you're like, huh, no desire to do that. I think it's actually (laughs) Florida. (laughs) Then you'll be like, okay. And you'll kind of be able to sift through what those are and right if there are things yeah if you don't want to do that very strongly I would say don't do it okay I like that I like the writing things down because I think yeah. that's a good I think that's good I think that's a helpful practice to do okay totally. so I feel like we gave manifestors a really good shakedown who's next we did generators are next and then we'll put them together with your type mg um, yeah, so generators, they're the generators of energy in our society. They're the life force and they're here to follow their desires. And that is, you know, sometimes looked down upon in our society. Just do what you want. What? What? Right. But that's what we're supposed to do. And once I learned that about myself, I was like, ooh, okay. And it makes you, yeah. And just what I did, the ooh, a lot of generators will have like a happy sound. Um, when oh, something I love lights that. Them up. Yeah. 
That's coming from generator my Generator has happy sounds. Happy oh, that's sounds. true. I feel like all of the generators I knew will go, ooh. Exactly. Oh, totally. Uh, my friend Samantha, who will eventually be on this podcast, is a generator, and she would totally go, ooh, okay. <laughs> like, she had these, like, she has these sounds when she's, or if you guys listened earlier in the podcast, you can probably hear it in Laura's voice, too, where she would yes. go, oh, oh, or they would, be, yes, that's hilarious. That's totally. so funny. Generator sounds. Yeah. My brother's a generator. Generator. I want to listen for his sound oh, I now. I love that. <laughs> Even like your friend's like babies. Like my friend has a generator baby and I notice her oohs and ahs like all the time. She's so lit up and oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so, my uh, Caleb's nephew. He's a generator and he oh. is constantly like, ooh, <laughs> oh, mommy. Ooh. Like he's hilarious. I love that. But he's always making these really intense <laughs> yeah. sounds. And that's just directly your sacral speaking. Interesting. That the second square from the top on your chart is your sacral, and that's what makes you a generator or a manifesting generator. And that's how that sacral speaks. It's very yes or very no. And that is the whole key for generators is pay attention to what lights you up. And if it does, go after it. And if it doesn't, don't. And it's really tricky sometimes because – you will should yourself and say, well, I should do that. I should, I should, I should. But the key is just simply, do you want to? Does it light you up? Does it make you feel excited physically, internally? Do you, you know, you can't help but like talk about it and share it with people and you're like, I'm thinking of doing this. And it's clearly making you very energetic and Mm -hmm. alive. Then that is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing those things, you can go, 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 go and never get tired, which is what kind of makes you that energizer bunny. And right. yeah, you have a very attracting aura. Um, and then when you're doing what you what you love and what lights you up, you are naturally lifting others up. So sometimes that gets confusing with – because generators are here to lift others by doing what they love. It's not the opposite. It's not we're trying to lift others up by any means possible, by what we think we should be doing. It's simply doing what you love and other people are so drawn to it and they get so happy when you just do that. And that's what what you're here for. It's very simple. Right. And isn't Oprah a generator? Yes. Oprah's a generator. That's such a good example because that's what she does. She's I know. She is so lit up. She gets so excited about her book clubs. Yes. And then everyone's like, best selling book. And then she ends up lifting up all these people. And then she um bless her heart though. You remember that? Well, I don't know if you remember the meat scandal. She talked bad about meat and she got in this huge like lawsuit and it was horrible. Oh, no. But it's so funny because it's the same. She was like, I don't like meat. Never was like, I don't like meat either. <laughs> she was like this huge, huge thing. Poor thing. Like, I, oh my yeah, gosh. Very, it sounded very difficult. So I shouldn't laugh at it. But it's interesting <laughs> that just like sh- how much she loves something is so yes. influential and in doing what totally. she loves that lights her up and then it's also true when she doesn't like something there you go you'll know it too <laughs> okay I so love that's, that I love yeah and which is yeah generators are so happy and bright yes. and sunshiny and you guys just make life feel more fun I feel like every generator I know my brother included like I'm just like you're just so fun like everything's fun him and his wife both are generators and they're just like buzzing around and just I love so that. lit up and excited all the time and I'm yes just 
like, oh my gosh, it's so, it's so, it's inspiring. It's fun. I love calling generators. And one reason I love chatting with you is because you're a generator and you have that really great sunshine light. (laughs) I know. It's so fun. And if you, if anyone's listening who's like, I'm a generator and I don't feel like that, here's what I would say. Or if you know a generator who is not very lit up and they're kind of like gloomy all the time, because I do know a couple of those. It's because you're filling your life with too much things that you don't enjoy, too much that doesn't light you up. So Mm. it can even just be one thing, like one little – even a relationship with someone, like a friendship or whoever, or a job, one thing could really tank your energy for the rest of the day. So it's important to clear space, like really take inventory, write down everything, take inventory of your life and be like, okay, what is exciting to me? What is not? What's gain, what's what am I gaining energy from? What's draining me? And then as you can let go of more and more things and then you allow the things that do light you up to come through and that's how your spark can come back. So what would you say to generators who and I've who the spark is out in an mm. area of their life that it's like seasonal. So for instance, Ooh. like maybe somebody is in a relationship and cause I know generators like this and a lot actually, and maybe the relationship for X amount of time isn't sparkly and it's not lighting them up, but it's, 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 you know, maybe it's circumstantial. Like, your partner is going through something or, you know, whatever, or maybe it's just not the thing. Maybe you used to put a lot of energy into a relationship and now you're not needing to put so much energy and it's not lighting you up by what would you say to that? Cause I find a Mm. lot of generators, they just want to drop things that are like of heavy committal, like things that are like, no, this was a commitment. Like, cause I think there's a not saying like if something's really not lighting you up and it's draining you for years and years and years, But what about those seasons of time when generators are finding things in their life that aren't lighting them up? Mm, Totally. Being a mom. Like, I think that's a really great example. Like, I, you know, you know, relationship, you're like, oh, well, I guess if you're not lit up over a certain amount of time, and I think that's what a lot of generators will do or people Mm. in general, like, oh, well, maybe I'll get out of this. Well, you can do that. But what about being a parent? (laughs) What about when being a parent's not lighting you up anymore? Right. Oh, that's such a good question. I would – reframing is something I've been doing because okay. I've had the same job for four years, like a day job situation that I don't love. But when I reframe it and I think about, okay, this is paying my bill or this is like helping me start my passion projects, mm. then I'm reframing it and I'm like, okay, after this, maybe put something shiny at the end. like. After this, I'm going to do something I really enjoy. Or at the end of this really long work week, I'm going to light myself up by doing this and filling as much of the space that you have control over with things that are lighting you up. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, not being – like in the case of motherhood, not being – not getting bummed out if there's a season where things aren't as shiny and bright as you would like because that's not necessarily the goal. Um, Mm -hmm. but just, yeah, staying in and finding the bright sides where you can and Mm -hmm. thinking of the health, you know, how you can improve the health of the relationship if it's a bad relationship you're in or whatever. And then long-term, 
even sometimes thinking how you got into it um, and if it was originally something that lit you up, more in the case of like jobs and opportunities than family. But if it was something that you always felt you should do, then it didn't start off on the right generator foot and it is literally going to burn you out at some point because it was never from that lit up generator energy. Oh, I love that. It does make sense. And I feel also like in the subject of motherhood, I think, Mm. or even relationships, I think sometimes when we look to other people to be that generator life force, rather than realizing it's not going to come from them. And a lot of times, especially if you're in a relationship where your children aren't energy types, it's really not going to come from them. Totally. And it can actually feel like a drain, for instance, if Mm. you're with, you know, and you're pouring out and you're pouring out and you're pouring out and you're not doing things that are also lighting you up. Exactly. That's such a good point. Because, and I think sometimes we do that. We look to even jobs. Like I've thought, and I know Mm. we've talked about that in my, of my job of there are aspects of it I really love and there's aspects of it I hate because I hate being confined to a schedule. That's, that's, that's just so difficult for, I think, manifesting generators to be stuck schedule. So I hate that part of it, but there's so Mm. many aspects of it that I do love. And I feel like focusing on that, but then also like in between breaks rather than make, and I realize this like in, but on breaks or in between students, like rather than making myself pay my bills, why don't I watch the good place? Yeah. Why don't just putting things in there that do light you up, I think can totally. And even like in a relationship, like, are you do your relationship with yourself is the most important. Like, are you doing things with yourself to light you up? Mm. Do you feel connected and happy with yourself? Because if you don't, and then you're looking to this other person to be that source of sparkly inspiration. Totally. Then, yeah, it's always going to feel like it sucks because oh, that yeah. person can't do better and your children can't do that. Totally. Especially most of the children are just in need mode. Oh, 100%. Yeah, definitely like a personal responsibility to command your own energy and give yourself what you need. Yeah. And break those codependent ties and be like, no. Yeah. 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 I like that you brought that up. So, okay. So their strategy is waiting to respond. Yes. So talk about that a lot. To respond, wait to respond. I do like that word wait in there because that is very key for generators The fear is that when you get rid of the things that aren't lighting you up, that nothing else is going to come or – So true. Yes. But you just have to wait and trust that it will come. So it's kind of like stepping stones. Like you see the next one in front of you and you're so excited to take it so you jump on it and then you don't see any other stepping stones. So you're freaking out like, oh, where do I go now? But it's like, okay, you don't need the next stepping stone quite yet and don't take – a shitty stepping stone <laughs> out of fear, like wait for the next one that really lights you up. And it always comes. And it's so fun to jump jump around. And it's, yeah, generators have very often like very exciting things like, ooh, 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 when they're taking those right stepping stones and jumping. And yeah, we'll talk about the other types, but watch. Like it's really yeah. beautiful to watch a generator. It is. Like, their flow and in their strategy because it's, it's like watching a, fairy or something <laughs> create all these things and all these worlds and you're like totally so fast this is crazy I know really I think they have some of the fastest energy when they're in their flow yeah totally 
not as fast as actually you're faster. So generators are third fastest after manifestors and MGs, but mm-hmm. yeah, it can look really bright and sparkly and quick. It probably doesn't feel. It's probably really not as fast, but I think to the outside world, it looks really, really fast. Yes. Because us, we're like, but you weren't doing anything. And then all of a sudden you have this. Totally. But to them, it's like, it's actually, or it's really, so you're saying it's really not as fast, but yeah. it can like that if you're in a flow. Yes. And that's key for the other types, especially projectors, to not be envious of generators because it's very different how especially those two operate. And there's such – I mean, generators make up the vast majority of the population. So like 70%, right? Yeah. I think it's 70-ish percent. And yeah, there's – I mean, that's a lot. There's, you know, not a lot of lit up generators, I would say. Mm. But – when you're watching a lit up generator, it's a really special thing to see. And it's Beyonce, so fun. J-Lo, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oprah. Hello. Like these are some like and everybody is like, and if you don't believe me about JLo, you go watch her performance. Was it at the flipping Grammys? My gosh, that woman <laughs> is like, talk about doing what lights you up and like looking oh fabulous forever so doing it. So good. Ugh, so love it so much. And like when she does, like I remember. She did. She had like the number one album and the number one movie at the same time when Wedding Planner and her album. I love all my bottles. <laughs> Ooh, and Wedding Planner. Album, We're going back in the archives. They had yeah. Then the song that if you gotta keep me, ask you won't. Yes. Even if you were both my love, don't. And I always thought that was weird in that movie. Anyway. Love it. Random tangent. But she's so she's so bubbly and lights up. And when oh, she, yeah. and she does do things very odd. Like, you know, to have a movie and an album come out at the same time. That's not necessarily what somebody would tell you to do. Right. But a whole lot of work. But totally. It works when you're lit up. So there, yeah. so what does it look like to wait to respond? Yes. Waiting is trusting. That's okay. how I've learned it. Is okay. yeah. When, like, a less shiny option comes to you, standing in your worth and not taking it and waiting for the one that's actually really lights you up. Like, it's all truly – you have to get really honest with yourself. Does this light me up? Does it not? This job, this opportunity, this trip, this friendship. And it's more about little things. It's less about, like, this whole, you know – Relationships are complex with a lot of different parts. So I'm not saying like, yeah, if your boyfriend's mean to you one day, drop him. But that's more complex. Um, But yeah, more in terms of even just daily decisions like what you want to eat. You can start there with little things and just allow yourself to be led by what you really want. It's really magical. Right. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So what's like – what would be your tip for a generator – in to do their strategy. So we gave manifestors one, which I really like to learn their strategy to write, write down when they have the urges. So for generators learning their design, learning their strategy, what would be your tip in this like waiting game? Cause you're a yes. generator. Yeah. For me, um, I, since I was a perpetual people pleaser for so many years, I had to really pull back and get in touch with myself and even like putting hands like on my energy sources in my body and just getting in touch with myself and learning to really listen before I say yes. Like 
have that moment, close your eyes or get alone for a second and really listen to yourself and if it's something that you want. And then learning to just say no kindly or like someone offered me a job recently that just didn't light me up. And it didn't really make sense because in my logical mind, it was something that might have really worked, but I was just not excited at all to pursue it. And I knew it would take a lot of work. And so based on my type and strategy, that would have inevitably burned me out and stolen a lot of the energy that I really need right now to do the hard, but much more exciting things that I'm wanting to do. Okay. I love that. I really like that. Okay. So mm. I feel like we've given them a good shakedown. Um, yes. What's that? Very thorough. Manifesting generators. Woo. Pipe in as you want to. <laughs> so you are a true hybrid, which is exciting of a manifester and a generator. And there's different, that's where the minutia will come in. If you book a reading with me, I can tell you if you're more manifester or more generator, there's an easy way to look at that. And Victoria is more manifester, which she knew intuitively. Um, <laughs> but I did not know by looking at the chart because I was confused. <laughs> I thought, and we're actually going to do an episode on Gate, so we might talk about oh, for yeah. them to look at as well. But yeah, still book a we'll do that with her because all the things. Um, yes. Uh, but yeah, so they. But you told me that I was the more manifestory one, and I was like, oh, I am. So even if we do explain it to you guys and you're like me, you probably should still get a reading because you didn't <laughs> understand it. Because I've heard this explained on podcasts, and I was like, okay, I don't have it. I absolutely don't have it. And then my roommate, who's a projector, was like, yeah, you do. You have it. And I'm like, you no, do. I don't. But then I like felt it every time they would talk about that. So yes, I, knew I love that. The intuition wins every time. We try. Which is also, a caveat, I would say, of all of this, trust your intuition, experiment with these things. If it doesn't work for you, you know, don't do it. But it's always about finding out what works best for you. Um, and yeah, we can, we'll definitely point to that. It's certain channel. It was just confusing for me to explain in this podcast. Oh, yeah. But let's not get into that now. Let's, for right we'll now, get into if it you want to know if you can't wait for the Gates episode to come out. Oh, yeah. Reading with Kristen. And who knows when that will yes. come out. Maybe I'll delay it for funsies. Anyway, Ooh, who knows? I don't know what I'll do. I don't know when this podcast is getting released. <laughs> so who knows? Um, it will get we'll see. Though. So manifesting generators. Yes. There's more yes. manifesting and there's more generating ways. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about that. So. Yeah. So it's it's really about managing those two energies within you. So you have that fast, spontaneous, playful side from your manifester. You also follow what lights you up and you experience that excited internal sensation based on opportunities that are presented to you. So this is something we talked about in our reading, which is that your very manifesting generators are very nonlinear by nature. And you have to learn to embrace that. And you are not meant to do things in the typical linear way, which is frustrating. But once you kind of get a handle on that, it's like it frees you up to do things how you want to do things, to jump around. You're usually multi-passionate. You like to try a bunch of things. And sometimes you don't finish things, but you jump into something else. And that can be really off-putting to some people because they're like, oh, consistency. But you're like, no. <laughs> like, and and you're right. Uh, you look flaky. 
I yeah, think that's exactly. One of the th- I was just talking to my boyfriend's sister this weekend. She's an MG and her daughter's an MG. So in a cabin, there were three <laughs> manifesting generators, two generators, and a manifester. Wow. Intense energy. But that's she amazing. was saying how she felt that way. And she'll be on at some point too. She's fabulous and also has her own podcast. But she says, like, yeah, same thing. Like, oh, I feel bad starting this project. And I, I can't tell you how many businesses she's had. She's just like me. Yes. And it's, and exactly. it's difficult because I think, and I think the older I'm getting, the more I'm learning, not even the older, but the more I'm learning about the type, I think I'm learning the difference between the full go all the way through and this is it. And you really need to put a ton of energy into this. And that was just mm. an emotional wave, which we'll talk about. Totally. Later. Totally. Yeah. So a key for MGs is your manifestor side is going to want to dive in instantly. It's going to want to do that fast, uninterrupted creative spurt thing. But you really need to practice waiting before committing. Just to give a little extra space to give time for your generator to say, does this light me up in the long run? Or was that just like a passing fancy, especially if you have an emotional authority? Because yeah, exactly what you said. The emotions will throw you for a loop in all kinds of directions sometimes. So we're supposed to do what lights us up. And then what's our strategy? Yeah. Yeah. So you're the same as generators with the strategy is to respond. Um, And then the little caveat is depending on how much manifesto you have, you get to inform a little bit too. So there's an element of you standing in your worth and owning which direction you're taking. You're like, well, I know I didn't finish that class, but I want to do this now. And just kind of informing people and not asking for permission, but telling and owning it because MGs are like kind of superhuman in the way that you can create new things from, since you're so nonlinear, you're thinking so against the grain, you can really create something that's never been created before. And you show people what's possible in that way. They're like, oh, I didn't know that was even possible. And you're like, yeah, me neither. But hey, it happened. And I actually think to speak into that, I think the times in my – I used to say, I've said this a lot, I can't make a mistake. Like all my whole life is just one big experiment, which when we get into profiles, (laughs) we found out how true that truly is. Um, (laughs) Kind of funny that I think that. But that is what I've said my whole life. I can't make a mistake. It's impossible for me to make a mistake. Because yeah. I find that what happens is I I find that I eat what I need and then I come I use it later or I get that information and then yes. it comes back for me later. And if I'll trust that, so like for example, my life is so nonlinear. Like I was an opera singer and then I went to ministry school. And then <laughs> at ministry school, I started working for people and helping them with their podcast. I didn't even know what a podcast wow. was. And I also yes. worked for a branding company for a while and learned a little bit, did some graphics, quit doing all that stuff. I'll go into my story at a completely different point in this podcast, but quit doing all that stuff. Came back to Nashville where I had studied music, got with the partner who I had met studying opera. And then he is now in, has his own podcast and an audio engineer. I had had my own podcast. His sister's like woo woo AF and she wasn't like, (laughs) I start and like, I started getting woo-woo before I ever even met them. And then when I started like 
wanting to do my podcast. And I was like, oh, wait, I already know how to do podcasts. Oh, wait, I already know how to do the graphics. Oh, wait, I already know how to do all these things. And even like with human design, I learned about it. Like that was the first system I found. And and then I was like, kind of done with that. And then I was like, but I'm really into this astrology thing. And then I super, super deep into astrology. And then I found Gene Keys and which Gene Keys is like an extension beyond human design or it's like it's based on human design. I'm say extension beyond, but it's based on it. And then I was like, whoa, that's like I'm looking at Gene Keys, but I'm a little lost. And then I'm like, okay, I need to go back to human design. And then I've also been like super interested in the chakra system over the time. And then super interested. And now I'm like, hmm, the I Ching. And I can see how I'm like learning all these different systems and mm. bringing it together in one thing. And then, oh, I teach children on the side music. So and then I'm really studying their energy in there. And I feel very free that I can be me in that studio and, you know, be a little hippy dippy if I need to and do some tarot in between my students and Ooh, you know, fun in studio and private, but it's still happening. I feel <laughs> like I'm allowed to be me, and yeah, I think so that that's what. Oh, and then also just to throw this in there, uh, Megan, who did the photography for um, um, Caleb's sister, did the photography for my podcast cover, and she's a photographer because she's also an MG and is a doctor and a podcast <laughs> and a regular and a photographer. And, wow, um, and, amazing! Yeah, so it's I think. Yeah. If you follow your design, and I, all of the women mm. in my family are MGs on my mom's side of the family. So I've been surrounded so by MGs. And my mother's a mathematician who has an album that also went to ministry school and is an ordained minister. And wow. She, and likes to like travel and is like kind of goofy um, <laughs> and funny. She's a Sag. Yes. But I think when you, when an MG, trust that and it's just like mm. whatever you can think I look flaky like you can think it's super weird I studied opera but I was fall and you can think it's really weird that I just stopped that I was like right and I don't need to study opera anymore like yeah. I got what I needed and but I think for an MG it's really about trusting that and trusting when you're done like trust yes. when you're done with and that's not I'm not like that necessarily like in my relationships with people as much but mm-hmm. I am okay with letting like friendships flow in and out of my life. But yeah, I think for MGs, for me personally, it's just been to it, it, think of life like a puzzle and you're just collecting pieces. Yeah, exactly. I love that analogy. Yes, because exactly what you said. It's like you didn't understand necessarily. It was very nonlinear, the order, but you ended up using all of those pieces. And even if you didn't use them all professionally, they've all taught you something or you have extra insight to provide or they helped you grow personally. Like it, if you trust that it all is really leading you to your next step and it's all going to kind of make sense later and just do it and flow, then exactly. Yep. On the right yep. track. Okay. Well, I feel like we'll also talk about MGs a lot just because I am one. So let's move yes. on to <laughs> the whichever one you have next. Yeah, projectors. Yay! Love projectors. We love projectors. We, we need projectors. They are the guides of, for society. They have a different perspective. They're here to bring efficiency. They are non-energy beings, which means that they are not like generators and MGs. They need a lot of rest. 
It doesn't mean that they're weak or incapable. They can accomplish just as much, just very differently. So with, to give like a visual, projectors are kind of like the bird in the trees and they can see all of the other animals and they can see from this different perspective and they're like, that's really inefficient. That's really mean. You need to change this. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. They have all of this rich wisdom and insight and people need to hear it. It's a thing. They're usually really right. And each projector has kind of a niche genius. They have one kind of area that they really hone in and that they're really passionate about. And we need to hear that. So if you have a projector in your life, they would love it if you would ask them questions oh, yeah, and would. start digging because their strategy is to wait for the invitation, which is really hard. It's it's more waiting than a generator's waiting. Generators, usually the next step happens pretty quickly because they can follow that you know internal lit up feeling and that can happen in a lot of different ways. Projectors need someone to literally say, I need your help. I need your advice. What do you think about this? They need those kind of, it doesn't have to be verbal. It can also be like a sense that someone trusts you or like values your opinion, values your insight. And you can kind of test the waters by giving them kindly some advice or (laughs) whatever uh, your perspective is. You can test it and Like this requires knowing your worth a lot and not just spreading your, you know, not just talking to whoever has ears, (laughs) but like trusting that your insight and wisdom is really valuable and that the right people are going to really, really benefit from it. And the wrong people are just not listening. And that's not your fault. It says nothing about you. It's not because you're invisible or no one cares. It's because for whatever reason, they're not open to it. And so they're actually not, they're doing themselves a disservice by not listening to you. But you can't control that. Oh my gosh. So if James, who's he's going to be on here later, was on here, he'd be like, yes, I'm always right. No one ever knows. Exactly. And like, when we learned about human design, I mean, my face, he's like, I know, wait for the invitation. Because <laughs> he will have these, like for his job, like, um, is like, yeah, constantly like, well, this is inefficient and this is inefficient. Yes. And then he's like, and then I went in and told them. And and I remember when I first told him about the Enneagram, he's an Enneagram one, Ooh. which if you know anything about the Enneagram, oh, yeah. like they are like the, the reformers, the reformers. Literally. So, And he's also a Scorpio. Ooh. So he's a Scorpio moon and sun and then a Sag rising, which wow. Sages love to tell people what they think. So <gasps> he has... Yeah, he's gonna. We're gonna do the last episode with him. Yes. He's fantastic, um, and he's also t- he's a two four. What's your profile? You told me five you're a one. five. You're a five one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So, oh yeah, we have that five in common. We got the five. Oh, okay, I get it. I see you. I see you. Um. But anyway, so he would get so frustrated because people like wouldn't listen, and even like his friends will be like, "I told them." I told yes. them and I'm like, well, you have to wait. And, and I think he gets his bitterness will come in yes. when he is giving the advice. And that's the not self theme. Exactly. Um, which I don't know if we did. We mention the not self theme for a generator and manifesting generator. Generator and manifesting generator. They're both frustration. They're right. Just that and lack I think you of did flow. Talk about, yeah. Okay. So just like being feeling frustrated. Okay. Yeah. And then the 
project, and then we said the manifestors was anger, anger. right? Mm-hmm. Anger, and then the projectors is bitterness, bitterness right? Yeah. So okay. exactly like what you're saying, they will get really, really annoyed and bitter that their advice isn't being considered, and that is when you have to catch yourself and go back to the invitations that you already have, mm. the places where you already are free to give so much advice and insight and wisdom. And yeah, it's really tricky because it's the projectors will tend to compare themselves to the generators because generators is, yeah, it happens a little bit more quickly. But projector, it's just such gold. Like when they get an invitation and they pass on that wisdom, they like swing it out of the park. So they have like oh, and they know so much, so much. It, they know so, and they see so, and they're so good. So I brought, I bring my website to him, and I'm like, "Tell me what doesn't work. Tell me what doesn't." And because, and I mean, I've told him over and over, I'm like, "You should be a coach, like you, because oh, yeah. so projectors. I think make such good coaches. Yes. Human. I think he'll probably end up doing human <gasps> design reading. Yes, because he's." That's his. I think that's probably his niche. I don't oh my know gosh, for a fact. He loved Enneagram though, but he yes. loves personalities and relating to people. And they're so good at that because yeah. they also do it in a way that, like, generators. I feel like motivate you. Like you <laughs> talk to have a generator coach, and you're like, you're really motivated. Yeah. And like an MG coach, you're like, you're motivated, and you're also like, I'm gonna make it happen. <laughs> like I'm gonna. There's like a little bit of grit. Totally. I think like Tony Robbins style. Oh, yeah. He's an MG. <laughs> and then manifestor, you're like, yeah. But with a projector, I feel like when I've like he gives me advice, I feel so not judged. Ooh. Like I don't feel judged from a generator or an MG. Yeah. But I feel that energy, that intensity. But from a projector, there's like this ease where mm. I just really. Oh, I think Obama is a projector. Oh, that's there's lovely. just this ease of like, I just don't feel any negativity coming from you totally. or any, does that feel, does that feel true of a projector? Definitely. Two of my very best friends are projectors and I totally feel that. That's such a great way to put it. It's yeah, there's so much grace and so much openness too, just because they have such a vast knowledge of things that it's like nothing you say will shock them and they're just listening. And they're just even just delighted that you're having this conversation. They're very intense one-on-one, like for themselves. It actually takes a lot of energy because they're so focused and so honed in one-on-one. It's like they're like staring into your soul sometimes, which is amazing. You feel like you're, you know, you're so important. Um, And so that also plays into how projectors need to approach work. Because when they're pouring out, it really is taking a lot of energy from them. And the common misconception is that they can only work two to three hours a day, period. Oh, you heard that. Yeah. But when, which could be true for some projectors, it, it would depend on what combination of um, motor centers you have. Because there's some more motory projectors that have a little bit more natural energy. But the key is really like two to three hours of outward work, like people facing external pouring out oh, work. So facing people. Yes. Like, so for, okay. So for instance, James, mm-hmm. most of his work, he's, he is at home. He works Perfect. from home. Now he used to wait tables before COVID mm. also on the side of doing this. Cause he likes money. Yeah. He likes to say, um, <laughs> so 
But now he's doing, but he's still working like 40 hours a week, but he's like doing it from home and his PJs, like he's not going out and seeing people. And I think that he seems like he has a lot more energy. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. They can, yeah. I hate that misconception because it's like, it kind of makes projectors seem weak or something. Like they can work the same amount of hours. It just, the, the kind of work has to change. So yeah, if he's on his computer 40 hours a week and he's, you know, kind of in his own space, in his own energy, that is a great job for a projector. And even I've heard projectors are like the new model of CEO. So if a projector is hiring someone who is very capable and knows what they're doing, they don't have to micromanage them like a manifester would maybe want to. I, they don't projectors. I don't feel that. Yeah. Like I do, and I honestly almost feel like if James did micromanage me, it wouldn't bother me. It would be like lovely, right? Like you're. Yeah, it would just be this fun, like <laughs> flutter. He's like, hmm, "What are you doing there? Is that? Do you want to do that? I don't. Mm, I always do it this way." And then you're like, oh, "Okay, I'll do it that way." You're like, "Oh, thank you for correcting me. That felt very nice." But for a long time, I would say until I really understood, I did disregard a lot of what he said because we've mm. been friends for ten years. So I think that my like, you know, I would say in the past two or three years as I've become more conscious and I think I have more of an appreciation for his insight. But yeah, in college, I was like, like, I didn't ask him what he thought, but I always thought I feel like if I asked James, he'd probably tell me to stop doing whatever I'm doing. (laughs) Like I knew he would have the right answer. Mm. Okay, so there and then so their strategy. So they're really so what do they need to do during this wait for invitation? Yes, because that's hard. It's so hard. While you're waiting, so every projector I know, it's like, what is work basically? When they're not um, doing maybe their money job, they're literally studying stuff. So I would say as you're waiting, like hone in your unique genius, like get ready so that when the invitation comes, you'll be ready. So whatever it is you're fascinated about or wanting to learn more of, like let yourself indulge in that research or in, and research is like, it's an intense term for something that could be really fun. Like if you want to go down the rabbit hole with human design or Enneagram, or if you're fascinated by how cake is made, I don't, it can be anything that lights you up and as well, you know, not as much lights you up for a generator, but um, yeah. But inspires you. What Does inspires that feel like you a is a great way better to say word? it. Totally. Okay. Be getting ready basically and just following your bliss and resting make sure you really take time to rest as a projector um i have seen projectors who just don't have great self-care and they are refusing to rest and take care of themselves and they're perpetually exhausted and feeling like they're trying to catch up all the time and then if you actually as a projector or a reflector, if you sleep next to someone who's an energy being like a generator or an MG, that if you haven't taken care of yourself and given yourself what you need, that can actually really drain you even in your sleep. Subconsciously, you're absorbing their energy. So is that also true for a manifester? Which part? Absorbing or? The needing absorbing. Definitely. And it depends how many energy centers they have um, defined. Okay. Yeah. And basically, if you have two to three energy centers defined and the rest is open, you're kind of like a semi-reflector because you're taking oh, okay. in so much energy all the time around you. So it's really important for those people, especially projectors and reflectors, to 
really honor their needs for rest, self-care, eating, really get those nourishing habits down. You know, I'm going to look at his chart. Yeah. So he, oh, he has several. He has one, two, three, four. He has five. Ooh. Different. Yeah. He's got a little more energy built into him. Okay. Yeah. He does. He has a lot more energy. And then, okay. And then I have almost all of mine defined except for like two. Yes. Um, Three. Really I think. cool. Anyway. Okay. So that makes sense. So they need, so they need to dump out or yeah. they need to, okay. And then does it, so we've demystified the three hours of work so they yes. can do work. They just can't do as much like three to four hours of external human work. Yes. Like interacting with other people. Yeah. Interacting, okay. pouring out. So explain this projector like taking in and projecting out. What is that? Mm. Like, because that's what I've heard of. A I think projector, I get a little confused because I've heard like they take in energy from other people and then they project it out bigger. So what if that is true? What if that is maybe a misconception on my part? Yeah. My visual for projectors is that they are absorbing their environment, studying it, and then projecting like a better version of it for people. Like if you visualize like a projector screen, they're like, hey, here's how you can do that better. And they kind of paint the image for people. In terms of what you were describing, like absorbing energy and maybe amplifying it, that would have more to do with open energy centers. So whenever you have an open energy center, it looks white on your chart. You are taking in that energy and you're amplifying it. You're um, like, it's like louder for you than it is for someone who's defined. Does that make sense? That does make sense. Okay. And it, because maybe projectors have more open energy yeah. centers, that's why I probably have gotten that in my head like that. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. Okay. So does that feel good for projectors? Yeah. We can wrap this up with reflectors. Yeah. Let's go to reflectors. First of all, I want to say if you're a reflector, please be my friend. Because I don't I have a client that's a reflector. <gasps> oh my god! Yes, and I and I read her chart. She's fabulous. You know who you are. Ooh. I read her chart, and she and then for like for astrology, and but I always will look at their human design just because I'm curious. Yeah. And 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 just to help them, especially if you have a reflector, if you have somebody like that, like totally. I got to I got to help you. <laughs> I got to tell you. Yes. Or, you know, you hear this struggle and then you're like, oh, you're an MG. That's why. Yes. So we always just look, even though I don't know a ton about human design. I know enough, I think, just to guide them. And I saw hers and I was like, oh, my gosh. And I was like, <laughs> you're. And she knew nothing about human design. I was like, you oh are a gosh. unicorn. You're a unicorn. Like just. Yeah, they're a unicorn. Why are they a unicorn, Kristen? Ah, they are 1% of the world. It's amazing. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. Yes, they are very, 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 very special. If you're a reflector, hug yourself right now because you probably <laughs> – you... I just hugged myself. I'm not a reflector, but I just felt like I needed a hug, so I did. I need a hug, too. Um, you might have had kind of a rough go at life because you – Reflectors are kind of heightened in their sensitivity and sensitivity is like has a negative connotation in our Western society sometimes. It's like a negative thing like you're so sensitive. Stop being so sensitive. But it's mm. if you go back to the true meaning, it's a beautiful thing to be sensitive. And we need sensitive people around us, people who are constantly sensing and taking a temperature of the vibes and 
taking a pulse on their environment and really paying attention. There's not a lot of people who are really paying attention to those kinds of things, and it's beautiful. So you are here to reflect and to mirror, to reveal the health of your community. You really belong at the center of your tribe, which a lot of reflectors feel that they have to go to the outskirts because they're not understood or they're not welcome or um, maybe you're getting sick a lot, which is really common for reflectors. But you really belong at the center because you are a literal mirror for the health of that group. So it's important. And I don't want to like baby reflectors like they're, oh, they're so, you know, la la. Because a reflector can truly be anything. It Like wasn't Michael Jackson a reflector? Yeah. Sandra Bullock's a reflector? Yeah. Like, I mean, Michael, come on. Yeah. Michael Jackson. Gonna, think on. what you want. The man's right. a <laughs> genius. I mean, I'm not trying to like, not excusing all the other stuff. But yes. I think even that's like to say, like he was taking in his environment. Exactly. And whatever came out was a product of his environment. And it's really sad. Yeah. But that's, you know, we're seeing that we saw. But I mean, he was able to channel this. And you listen to him, like his This Is It tour, like they have the, I don't, there's a documentary about it. Listening to him talk to everybody, there was nothing delicate mm. and tame yeah. about, but he really saw like this, he could see it. He just saw it so, so clearly. And he was in the center. Everyone was like, oh my gosh, I could just be on this tour. Oh my gosh, I could just be around him. And it really, and I mean, I thought it was a really beautiful example of how a reflector could be in their power. Totally. Maybe not in all the ways. Yeah. But in at least in that instance of performing about, because I mean, and that's, yeah. I mean, I th and I think that's what you're saying about a reflector, having yourself at the center of a tribe. Totally. Yeah. He's a great example of both extremes, both, you know, extremely good right. and extremely he really bad. really is. And it all has to do with the environment he's in. So you know, it's really telling for, I don't know, the kind of people he surrounded himself with or the environment that was on the tour or whatever. Um, reflectors really can take that pulse. So even just sitting down with a reflector friend and just observing them, like, are they, do they seem happy? Are they, you know, seeming healthy or are they kind of shutting down, getting tired? not wanting to participate, whatever. And that's kind of telling for your own energy. Like, oh, I'm. they're picking that up from me. So a reflector's natural state is like calm, cool, and collected, non-emotional. So it's so important for reflectors to come back frequently to themselves and just flush all of the energy, all of the feelings, emotions that they've picked up through their day and to know that it that's not theirs. Like they've picked it up from other people. And there's nothing to be afraid of. Like you're actually supposed to flow with life. And like your um, signature theme is surprise. So your not self theme is disappointment. Signature theme is surprise. So you're supposed to kind of go about your day like totally surprised at what you find. Like, oh, I found this great coffee shop. And oh, wow, they had this new flavor. And it was so yummy. And then I met this person. And they were so inspiring and we're doing a podcast together and all of these things like this is a reflector in health, like really letting life lead them and being excited and delighted by things as they go. And then on the flip side, like you can be a really airy, fairy, lovely person, but um, you can also be like a uh, CEO, like a really powerful person who's surrounding themselves with really badass business people. So it's really important to curate your environment, both 
where you are and the people that you surround yourself with and to trust your gut that you are sensing what you're sensing is correct. And if it feels toxic, if it feels negative, you need to change it as much as you can. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. I've, I've not been around, I've been around one reflector personally and I and when I found out he was a reflector he knew nothing about human design I was just just getting into it and but it really makes a lot of sense because I've seen this human literally go like live in the outskirts of an area and try to get away from everybody and then when he was in certain environments would have this really erratic insane behavior wow that was like what are you doing like would post weird things on Facebook and then and but then he would get away and then but and I remember being around him and I was just like he seems great yeah like why are, like he seems balanced he seems fine and he really was just reflecting me yeah like I I felt great oh, that's a good time and for so you. he was but I was I've seen this and it made me really sad of like oh this is you know what reflectors I feel and they feel crazy I mean like I know he <laughs> and people thought he was crazy and I'm like is he crazy or right. are we all crazy because he's manifesting he's literally playing out this you know I can't think of the word he's playing out this inner these yeah. energies I know it makes you think about di- people differently doesn't it when it's like totally we have this scapegoat of someone who seems so crazy but if they're a reflector it's because you're crazy around them and they're right. so yeah people, they have a capacity for whatever they choose to surround themselves with. So I would say as a reflector, really prioritize your own health, your own self-care and consider your environments. If you're in a group of friends that is not healthy for you and you feel crazy and you're doing really unhealthy things, get out of that group. If you, if your job is really toxic and really wears on you and it's a bad environment, switch jobs if you can. Like, Finding those core foundational healthy things is going to be really, really helpful for reflectors. And then they can be free to offer such, you know, the wisdom that they can provide, the empathy. They have such a capacity for empathy because they literally can feel like they are you sometimes. And they should feel free to flow with that. And when they're trusting their environment and the people around them, they can feel free to like kind of try on different hats throughout the day. And this analogy of um, ice cream, they get to try all the different flavors of ice cream in their day and they come back home and they remember that they are pure, clear water. And that's what they are. They don't have the labels. So they kind of bring this message to us that we aren't the labels and the wrapping paper that we love to, you know, attach ourselves to. They're remind us that we're what's underneath. Like it's our soul, which doesn't have wrapping paper. It's just who we are. And I think everybody, we all have, I mean, I'm sure there are some people that have all defined centers, Yes, but most of us have some openings. Mm -hmm. And I feel like those are even just, those are ways that we kind of feel like a reflector sometimes. And we kind of have these moments of, you know, like I, for me, I have my crown and my Andra undefined. So I have like my thoughts and I don't have set beliefs. I don't have set opinions about things. And 
for a long time, I was really confused by that because <laughs> I do have so much other definition in my chart. And if you look at my chart, you're like, oh, you really know who you are. You really know how to communicate. You really know. But then when it comes to like what I think, I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah. Just like I like and I can get really inspired by something to the point that I'm like about ready to outsource this thing that <laughs> wasn't necessarily in alignment. Yes. But so I feel like we all most of us at least can sense that in one area or another. Totally. I was going to ask, oh, I wanted to ask one more thing about the reflectors. Yeah. What about this whole 28-day moon cycle thing? Yes, totally. This is something, this is their strategy is to wait a lunar cycle, which is usually 28 days. So reflectors are lunar beings. Everyone else is a solar being. So they're really, yeah, really in touch with and ruled by the moon. So if you don't have an app on your phone that like helps you chart the moon cycles, that would be really great to get. Basically, every 28 days, the moon cycles through the human design chart and it lights up each of the gates, which highlights each area of your life over that time. So if you, this is just for big decisions, really significant decisions. You don't have to do this for like, what do you want to eat for lunch? You can't wait 28 days to figure out what you want to eat for lunch. Right. But if you are considering a profession or um, an opportunity, relationship, you know, these kind of bigger things, it's important to buy yourself that time. It doesn't always have to be 28 exact days because that area of your chart could light up the next day. So that's why. That makes so much more sense because I was like, why do they have to wait 28 full? So theoretically, could they like book a reading with you and find out when is this gate going to be activated? I don't know that detailed. Okay. But someone could. Someone could, like a like a really human design guru. Okay. And it doesn't yes. sound like that's even necessarily super important because all we know, right. well, maybe it is important. It is, I don't want to say it's not important. It's important, but we know it's going to get hit in the 28 days. Exactly. So it's not like vital for because otherwise you're going to have to go like have a human I mean you know if you're a reflector maybe you should have a human design reading every month maybe that'd be super helpful for you I would love that you can afford that go go for it do it but you know not necessary not necessary if they can just understand that this is going to take 28 days and then just note it it's kind of I think one of the things about human design and astrology keep a log of when things happen even if you don't know what's going on in the sky because like keep a journal because when mm-hmm. you come to an astrologer or a human design reader, if you can pull out and say, okay, well on, oh, does anything happen significant in your relationships? Well, on June 14th, this mm. whole thing happened. And I'm like, okay, great. This transit was activated then. And then, and I just, Perfect. so anyway, that's just a little plug guys. Yes. Mark, note your stuff. But that so for them, they, so that's what's happening. This is that 28 day cycle. That yeah, makes so much exactly. more sense. And it's more about because I feel like it could get really confusing if someone did know what each when each gate was activated and have to kind of do some mental gymnastics. Like if your brain works that way, totally do that. But for like everyday reflectors who are like, that's too overwhelming for yeah, me. That sounds like a lot. Yeah, it could get a little tricky, but um it all just comes down to like that inner clarity, that inner knowing when that comes forward for you, then you know. Your own inner voice, you'll have your own rhythm with it. So yeah, practice writing things down, really pulling away, especially for the big decisions, 
do pull away in those cases and just listen to yourself and what you really want and give it time. If you're not sure and if it takes 14 days, if it takes two days, you know, 20 days, be patient and wait. And hopefully you're surrounding yourself with people who will give you that time and really understand that you need more time and space to make that decision. So that sounds like something that they, you know, really should be informing their partners and forming like, yes. hey, the decisions for me, sometimes they might come in a day and sometimes yeah. they might take up to 28 days. Exactly. So, and that might seem very weird. Right. <laughs> this is how I'm designed. And yeah. Right. And if we're all solar beings, except for 1% of the population, then the rest of us aren't designed like that. The rest right. of us have a little bit more. It sounds like we have our own, even projectors. So projectors yeah. are also solar beings. Yeah, they are. Interesting. So they're a non-energy being, but they are a solar being. Okay. Well, I'll have to ask more about that later. But I did want to yes. go over and make sure that we did this for all the types because you mentioned that, oh my gosh, I'm going to butcher it again. The reflector surprised is what? It's the signature? The signature theme. Okay. Yeah, which is what? like their pulse on if they're doing well. They'll feel right. surprise and delight. Right. So they'll feel surprise and then they'll feel mm -hmm. what is their not self-theme? Is disappointment. Disappointment. Okay. And for projectors, their not self-theme is bitterness. What's their mm -hmm. signature? Success. Success. I did Which not they know always that. Love to hear that one. They're like, oh, success. And so there's yes. this, so there's success. Ugh, wow. That didn't <laughs> come out like is English. This is what happens when you record a podcast during the shadow phase of a Mercury retrograde. <laughs> Just tech issues, can't speak, all the things. Oh my um, gosh. So success. So they're gonna be uh -huh. successful in what they do. Yeah, they're gonna find okay. success. People are gonna listen to their wisdom and put it to practice and they're going to be successful. It's like success begets success. I love that. And then for manifesting generators, there's MGs. our, yeah, MGs, we're frustrated as our not self. And yes. then it's, I think it's the same, this is the same for generators as well too. It's frustration yeah. and satisfied. Exactly. Both of the okay. same frustration, satisfaction. Okay. And then so. for manifestors, it's um, anger and peace. Oh, see, I didn't know peace was one. Yeah. Peaceful. Okay. Well, we may have said that we were going to go over strategies and authorities and types, but we feel like this is a really good place to land the plane. And we're going to take this process pretty intuitively as far as like what we cover. And we may get through, I have a list of a crazy amount of things that I want us to get through, but we may not get through all that. And that's okay. So. Because I'm learning and I feel like everybody else is, you know, digesting and learning these things too. So if you guys are listening to this and you're thinking, oh my gosh, this is amazing, which you should, you, I hope this has just illuminated your, and if you don't know, if you don't know what type you are, go right, right now. You've already listened to the whole episode. So that's impressive that you listen to the whole. <laughs> you're like not narcissistic as I am because I would have to know what energy type I was immediately. But if you don't know, go to Jovian. You can get it that way. Kristen mentioned at the beginning, you can get it from Jenna Zoe's website. We're also, I'm going to link it in the show notes today of where to get your chart so that you can find these things out. But if you're just chomping at the bit and you're like, I can't take it anymore, I need to know more, please, please, please book a session with Kristen. You will not regret it. You will get so much out of it. I cr It's also an hour and a half, right? Like your yeah. sessions are, yeah. 
which is such a great value. You get so much out of it and you don't realize how much you want that extra 30 minutes until you get to the hour and then you're like, <laughs> this is it, but I want more. So it's very it's satisfying. And for generators, it'll feel very satisfying <laughs> to have a full hour and a half. Totally. And so, and then she gives you this amazing printout with all this information that she emails to you about your gates and your centers and your type and your profile. So if you don't, you don't even have to take notes and they're, you can, if you want to, but you don't have to just do what I did and record it and then take all these and then look at your reference later. So do that. <laughs> Kristen, tell me, I'm going to link all this in the show notes as well, but yeah, where can great. people find you? You know, how can we get a reading? Yeah. KristenSigmund.com. K-R-I-S-T-I-N-S-I-G-M-U-N-D, like Sigmund Freud. That's my website. Find me on Instagram. Let's be friends at Kristen Sigmund. And yeah. And you have a podcast coming out. I do. What's Tell us about your podcast. Ooh, thank you. I know. This is very in the works. Um, it is called The Modern Bohemian. Which is such a great name. Oh, it just it lights me <laughs> up. It does. Modern Bohemian. <laughs> the Modern Bohemian. Um, yeah, so it's all things kind of travel, health, wellness, sustainability. I'm going to interview Victoria about astrology, all things woo. Um, basically everything I've been delving into these past few years, I've been kind of bopping around, meeting all these great, amazing people, doing what lights me up essentially, and it's kind of turned into this theme. So I'm really excited. I love it. And as soon as I heard the name, I remember getting chills. So ah, I am very time. excited about this. I think it's yes. I think it's going to be so fun. So go so fun. listen. If she if it's launched, go listen to it right now. If it hasn't, <laughs> go follow stay her tuned. so you'll know. Yeah, stay tuned, know when it's coming. Um totally. and yeah, and guys, if you have any questions about human design, please email. Um you can email me, you can email her. Um, yeah. If you have specific questions for the podcast, email me. If you have specific questions about human <laughs> design, maybe email Kristen because I'll probably just ask her anyway. Um, <laughs> totally. So, and oh, the one thing I did want to say, your birth time is so important when putting yes. in this chart. And I say this yeah. for astrology, so I'm going to say it again. If you do not know your birth time, really, I would encourage you to try to get it. If your mom says, I think it's about noon, does she yeah. have a birth certificate? Get her to go look for a birth certificate. Call the hospital if you need to, but mm -hmm. it should be on your birth certificate. Like, and also if your mom gives you like an even time, that's kind of like a red flag. Like, okay. Yes. I actually do have a friend that was born at exactly 4am and I'm just like, okay. Cool. <laughs> it's like the one person, but if you're like me and born that's at 759, you know, yeah. more like that's more. So go find, because a lot of this because it can change. Like, yes. I know it can change your type. It can change. Definitely. I'm sure it can change like gates and stuff like that, but it can change your profile. Like it will yeah. dramatically alter what it says. Um, mm. And that's true for astrology as well. So if this isn't resonating with you and you know your type and you're like, that doesn't sound like me at all, check your birth time because yeah. it's very, very likely that it's not correct. And, and then also if it's still not resonating with you, I would highly encourage you to book a reading because it's also possible that you're not living your design because most of us aren't. <laughs> and right. if we are, we're in the process of it. So don't yeah. write this off if you don't fully resonate with it. I would say, especially if you're a projector who has been like, or a reflector who's like going, going, going and feel mm. like there's no way that I'm supposed to rest all this much. 
Anyway, totally. all my plugs for human design. I think it's a fabulous system and I want as many people as possible to learn about their design. Yeah. It's so cool. Well, thank you guys, everybody for listening. And we will be back again. Kristen's coming back several times and we're going to do a whole series on this. So have a fabulous week.